I'd like for you to take your Bible today to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, please. Hebrews chapter 11. Brother Sean had no idea what I was preaching on, and he, the choir special was I Choose Christ. Andrew had no idea what I was preaching on, and he preached on doing that which we do not know. Today I'd like to talk to you about living by your choices. Living by your choices. And in your Bible, Hebrews chapter number 11. And I'd like for you to look at me, with me to the book of Hebrews 11 and verse 24 through 29, our subject matter is faith. Our person of interest is Moses. Now, I want you to apply this today to yourself, not to your mate. Put your shovel for application. You know, you take it and throw it over your shoulder to the folk behind you. Take your shovel of application and put it in your pocket and allow the message to speak to you today. The Bible says, by faith, verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he come to years, 40 years of age, he had spent as an Egyptian, taught in Egyptian schools, trained in Egyptian military universities. And for 40 years, he learned how to be an Egyptian. I wonder if that's significant of what God might have in mind for him. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the approach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, when they unearthed King Tuck's tomb, they found thousands of pounds of pure gold, not hundreds, but thousands of pounds of pure gold. The Egyptians lived a luxurious lifestyle, beautiful buildings, great army, luxuries of all kind. And he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect 
unto the recompense of reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptian is saying to do, were drowned. I would like to talk to you today about choices because choices will determine the kind of life you have here and the kind of life you will have in the hereafter. Choices. Life is made up of choices. This morning, I thought my wife had made a choice of putting country ham in my biscuits on the way to church. I was surprised she made a choice of sliding in a piece of sausage in one of them. As Gomer would say, surprise, surprise. I chose to eat one and throw the other one away. I did not, wife, I ate both of them. But when my taste buds is warming up for country cured ham, sausage is quite a surprise. Choices. Please allow me to make this statement. Motives determine motivation. Don't ever forget that. Motives determine motivation. And all of life's choices... There's one choice that determines all others. We have one of two choices today in life. Could I please show them to you in the book of Genesis chapter 13? And your choice in this matter will determine all your other choices in the rest of your life. Notice, if you would please, in the book of Genesis chapter 13 and verse number 10. And the Bible says this, And Lot lifted up his eyes, and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as there comest out of Zorah. Then Lot chose him all the plains of Jordan. Verse 12. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain 
and pitched his tent toward Sodom. And the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. I see here two choices. One was by sight. The other was by faith. Lot looked and he chose what he saw. Abraham looked and trusted God to take care of the rest of the matter. Would I be safe in saying that there are two choices today for me. I can either live my life by sight or I can live my life by faith. I can live my life and lead my family in a life of sight or I can teach my family the word of God and lead my family in a life of faith. Moses chose a life of faith. If you would take a look back in Hebrews chapter 11, we would notice that the text describes Moses' all-important choice. Moses had spent 40 years of looking Moses had spent 40 years of experiencing. Moses had spent 40 years in being educated that if you get a degree, you've got it made. If you will address the ways of Egypt, Egypt in turn will make you happy and take care of you. I feel something coming on. Amen, preacher. Nail it down tight. I wonder if there's anybody that might have this philosophy. Kids, get you a degree. It matters not that they teach that your daddy was a baboon swinging from a bodark tree. Makes no difference how you get the money. It makes no difference at all. Just you see it. Go get it. And you can be happy the rest of your life. Well, Moses did not feel that way. Notice in verse Number 24, the Bible says, by faith, Moses refused to hide his Jewish lineage. He refused to camouflage his heritage with what would be safe and comfortable in this world. He refused to dress like them eat like them, 
drink like them, sniff like them, smell like them, go like them, and think like them. Now, please don't get mad at me. I'm talking about Moses, not you. But if, perchance, some man calleth thee a donkey, payeth him no attention. But if two men calleth thee a donkey, buyeth thee a saddle. So, Moses made a choice and that choice was to refuse to be like Egypt. He made a choice also He chose in verse number 25 to take the long look and not the short look. Verse 25 says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. What's the next three words? For a season. Now I want you to know Everybody here is in a certain season of your life. When you're young, you believe in Santa Claus. Get a little older, you are Santa Claus. Get a little older and you hate Santa Claus a little older and you'll look like Santa Claus. (laughs) I do not know what season of life you may be in. You may be young and vibrous and able to enjoy the pleasures of sin. You get my age, you can't even catch up to sin. Is there anybody here today willing to take the long look and get out of the nasty now and now and maybe think a little bit about the sweet by and by? Notice Moses by faith, he chose not to give up his Jewish heritage. Notice he refused, if you please, He chose to take the long look. Verse 26, the Bible said, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of reward. He believed with all his heart that heaven would be worth it all. That some golden daybreak, Jesus would come. And he esteemed that there was something better than Egypt. Something better than money. Something better than junk that wears out. And he looked beyond the pleasures and wealth of Egypt. And he made a choice. I just don't know if there's anybody today that might be willing to lift their eyes 
above how old you are now and realize you're getting older and you're one step closer to the sweet by and by or the sour by and by. Notice Moses not only esteemed, but verse 27, for by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. That's probably for me. I left mine in the office so that just tell him I'll be done in about 15 minutes. <laughs> By faith, he forsook Egypt. Notice 28. By faith, he kept his religious affiliation and kept in mind uh, as he took the Passover and the Remember the sprinkling of the blood. He remembered that he had been saved. Glory to God. He is on his way to heaven through the blood of Jesus Christ. Not works of righteousness which he had done, but by his mercy and grace he was saved. By faith he passed through. Notice verse number 29. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. By faith Moses lived a life in the supernatural. Now you and I can choose to live by sight or by faith. But Moses chose to live by faith. Notice verse 28 or verse 27, the first part, and I'll just Spend a little time there, about 10 minutes. By faith, he, Moses, forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king. Watch this now. For he endured. He endured. He finished. God said, well done. God himself buried Moses. God himself dug the hole and planted Moses. He endured. He finished. You know all it takes to quit? It's just to quit. It takes no talent to quit. Takes no brains to quit. You do not have to be educated to quit. All you got to do is to be a quitter. You said, when it gets tough, you'll quit. When? I'm almost too old to quit. What would I do? How foolish would it be as close as I am to my mansion to see in him who is invisible how foolish it would be for me to quit. And by the way, you might see he who is invisible tomorrow. 
how foolish it would be for you to quit. He endured as seeing he who was invisible. Notice verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but the Bible, Egypt is representative of the world. If we're not careful, the church will become worldly and the world will become churchy. And pretty soon, if we're not careful, you will not be able to tell the difference in how the world smells and the church smells. And the church thinks and the world thinks. So Moses thought it necessary to be close with God. He had to forsake the world. The closer to God you get, the farther from Egypt you'll want to be. And the closer to Egypt you live, the farther from Christ you'll be. Well, preacher, it's not your choice. That's what I'm saying. It's yours. And Moses, by faith, forsook Egypt. And if there's anything I need, I'm not talking about you now, because I can see your halos. They're polished. They look good and they're straight. But for me, if there's anything I need to forsake, It's the world. God knew that when he said for us, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If you love the world, another passion says that you are enemies of God. Paul warned us, be not conformed to this world. John said, we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Well, is he talking about dirt world? Plant world? Rock world, creation world. What's he talking about? Well, I read that all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And Moses, by faith, forsook all that was in Egypt. What we see, what we want, and what we think, that is the world. What this planet has to offer 
what this life has to offer, what we see, the lust of the eye. What we want, the lust of the flesh. And what we think, well, I'm my own man. I'll make my own decisions. I'll do my own thing until you run into God's wall. The strange thing about this thing of life is we have to live life's choices. You know why you are where you are today? Because of the choices you made yesterday. You know where you'll be tomorrow and what you'll do next week? will be because of the choices you make today. And you can always blame me for them. I've got big shoulders. I just take them to the office, throw them in the commode, and flush it. Because that's where most of my choices outside the Bible outside the will of God, belong. All that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Moses forsook the temporary for the eternal. Moses forsook the visible for the invisible, because the Bible said he endured as seeing he who is invisible. You like that? By the way, John gave his advice. He said, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Do you like that? Then he said, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? The first thing I'd like to show you today is Moses had a choice. He had a choice of being an overcomer or being overcome. He had a choice to live by faith in he who was invisible or to pick what he could see. Nobody ever goes into debt over their head by faith. It's always by sight. Then you blame faith for it. I know if I don't get it paid for and a rapture takes place, the Antichrist can pay for it. How'd that work out for you? I heard Baptist preachers say that years ago. Well, they're no longer in the church. The church is bankrupt. See, faith is never foolishness. 
But Moses had a choice to be an overcomer and live by faith or to be overcome and live by sight. Watch this, verse 25. This is going to help us. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures. Now let's just stop right there and which one would you have chosen? If you had a choice today to suffer for Jesus or enjoy the pleasures of this world, which one would you choose? Which one have you chosen? And what you need to realize is if you choose by sight, it's temporary and only for a season. That which you have, that which has you addicted now. One of these days you'll be too old to even look. That which you're sniffing now, one day you won't be able to raise your arm to get a sniff. Life is but a vapor, appeareth for a little while and vanisheth away. How foolish it is that we would choose by sight. Well, I want that home. Look at that home. I can buy that home. I know it's $4,000 a month, but we're to live by faith. Yeah, for 30 days. <laughs> you don't understand. Have you ever seen them car with a turkey on the hood? Why? Think how many cubic inches that thing has in that engine. Two four barrels, 456 rear end, four speed transmission, and a turkey on the hood. Until you make two payments, you find out the turkey ain't on the hood, he's behind the wheel. That's faith. Foolishness. Foolishness, living by sight. And Moses made a choice, a no-brainer for many. Many would say, give me the pleasures. I'll take the pleasures. Give me the luxury. Give me the money. Show me the car. Give me the clothes. Yes, sir, I want what's mine now. Moses had a choice. So do we. I ask you today, what has been our choice? Eve chose by sight, and we've been in trouble ever since. Amen. Judas chose silver over the Savior. Paul said of Demas, he hath forsaken us, having loved this present world. Hudson Taylor said, he is not a fool who gives up that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. 
Can you imagine for just a moment? Moses had a choice. You and I have a choice. Our kids have a choice. God help us to help them make the right choice. These precious girls and boys, God help us to help them make a choice. I hope in these 50 years that I've been on this earth preaching and proclaiming the word of God, I hope some of these young men like Luke, no, I'll take somebody else. (laughs) Brian Archer, Andrew, some of these young kids and younger kids, I hope maybe they've at least heard a little bit and believes what the old man has been saying all these years that we can choose God or we can choose by sight. Sometimes the quarterback on the football team has got the morals of a dog. He might look like Hercules, but he smells like a chimpanzee. You're welcome, girls. I don't have time, but Jesus spoke of choices. In the book of Matthew, chapter 7, he spoke of two ways. He spoke of two gates. He spoke of two trees. He spoke of two professions. He spoke of two foundations. And then he summed it all up and said, a wise man will build his house on the rock. But a foolish man will build his house on the sands. A wise man will build his house by faith because God never changes. Foolish man will build his house by sight. Oh, you never see a foundation You probably never think much about a foundation until one day Ginger and I are sitting in our living room and in the middle of our den, the carpet begins to change colors. It gets more dense and darker in the middle of the den. And she said, what did you spill on the carpet? I said, why would you think I would spill anything on the carpet? She said, because in this season of your life, if you're not falling, you're dropping something. (laughs) And we discovered that the foundation was leaking. I didn't even know that foundations produce water, but ours did. And the carpet was just all wet and messed up. You know, I hadn't thought about our foundation. We've lived there for almost 30, over 35 years, about 35 years. You know, I hadn't thought about our foundation one time in 35 years. Now we've painted the walls and we've put a porch on and we've changed the carpet, but We haven't given much thought at all about the foundation. It's just there. You don't notice it until the storms come and the winds blow. And then you've got a leak. 
a foolish man builds by sight. A wise man builds by faith. I got to close. This is a three-point message. I'm going to give you two points and a poem. Moses had to make a choice. This is deep. Moses chose by faith. Verse 27, by faith, he forsook Egypt. Have you looked at Hebrews 11, verse 6, lately? Because that shows the importance of your decision. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, you must believe that God is, and that God exists. And you must believe that God not only exists, but God is good. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Please allow me to ask you a question. Did Moses believe God because of what he had seen or did he see what he saw because of what he believed? You see, I know you realize this. But Moses left Egypt before he had ever seen the burning bush. Moses left Egypt before he had spent 40 years of being alone with God in the wilderness. Moses had not witnessed the 10 plagues that came upon Egypt. He had not seen the pillar of fire or the cloud that covered them in the hot sunny day. Moses had not seen the quail or tasted the manna in heaven, nor had he witnessed Mount Sinai when the smoke of God and the fire of God burnt and singed that mountain and left it bare as you can bear. He had not seen that when he forsook Egypt. Did Moses believe because of what he had seen? Or did he see what he saw because of what he believed? And the Bible says, by faith, he refused. By faith, he esteemed. By faith, he left Egypt. By faith, he kept the Passover. And by faith, he lived an enduring, supernatural life because of what he believed. What do you believe? 
Well, if I could just see something, I would believe it. You know what God said? You wouldn't believe it though one were raised from the dead. I must close. The Bible said that Moses had not seen Canaan and yet by faith he forsook Egypt. Now, I've never seen heaven but I believe it's real. I've never touched heaven but I believe it's real. I've never tasted the water of life that flows freely from the throne of God. I've never tasted the supernatural fruit hanging from the trees lining the streets of gold. But oh, how I believe they're there. Preacher, what's kept you going for 50 years? I'm looking for he that is invisible. Have you ever listened to the definition of faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 10, 11, verse 1. And the evidence of things not seen. Really? Verse 27, the last part of the verse, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. How do you see what is invisible? You mean Moses endured all the hardships, the difficulty of leading Three million Jews in the wilderness for 40 years? How would you like to visit a Baptist business meeting of 40,000 Baptists that ain't got no water and remembering the leeks and the garlics down in Egypt? That would be a Baptist business meeting, wouldn't it? And he endured. How? By seeing something or someone who is invisible. Oh, really? Is that what's keeping you going? Don't forget, by faith, he saw the invisible. Faith embraces future hopes as present realities. You got that? Faith welcomes things unseen as if they are seen. He endured. Substance of things hoped for. I'm going to close. A Roman emperor stood before a group of condemned Christians and taunted them. 
And he would yell to the top of his voice to those who is incarcerated, headed for certain martyrdom. He taunted them and said, where is your carpenter now? The response, he's driving nails in the coffin of the Roman Empire. They saw him that was invisible. I love to read the Apostle Paul's writings. Find them in the book of Philippians and some of the other books incarcerated in a Roman prison. Like a dove, if you please, in the claw of the angry hawk. What a picture of the power of Rome and the weakness of a Christian. Paul, the great apostle, incarcerated, looking out the window at the man who's going to cut his head off. What a picture of power, Rome, and a picture of weakness, Paul. And then I read the back of the book, and I found out really Paul was the victor in all of it. Because today we name our children Paul and our dogs Nero. What's your choice? Please help me this morning, if you would please. What is your choice? I've been preaching to some of you folk almost for 50 years. I counted up the other night how many sermons that was and it's more than I could count. Have they done you any good? Is today just another period of time we spend between 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock? I mean... The twelve fifteen. I've watched you over the years living your choices. I've wept with some of you in my office of you living with your choices. I'm now weeping with your children. Because they're living with your choices. We have two choices. We can either live by sight, busy ourselves with all this world has to give and offer us. Joy in the pleasures of this world and sin for a season. Or we can live by faith and live a supernatural life.